Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is David Saltzman. David has been a nationally published columnist for over 20 years, an accomplished stage and keynote speaker, and a seasoned marketer. For the past 15 years, David has focused on helping others create story-based marketing that cuts through the noise into their marketplaces and creates the first step towards in during relationships. As a certified story brand guide, David and his team employed the story brand framework to create communication strategy and zero in on the story their clients use to attract and retain customers. I love talking about story brand. I think it's a I think it's an amazing framework and I'm really excited to talk more about it today. David, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Hey Jeff Thank you for the invitation. I appreciate being here and having the chance to talk to your audience. Thank you. So I wanted to get a little bit, uh, a little bit better idea of who you are and what makes you so amazing. You have so many commas in there, author, speaker, podcast host, and you got this great company where you teach other companies how to do, uh, how to implement the story brand framework. Who is David? Well, the commas are there because, as you mentioned, you know, by trade, I guess, I'm I'm a copywriter, and so I buy commas by the box. Um, sometimes I lapse into a comma. It's been known to happen. Um, but I'm a guy who just loves taking complicated things and making them simple. And I always have been, no matter where I've been in my career, no matter what I've done, I found that my success comes largely from taking complicated concepts and being able to explain them simply. And I found that sales success, which I've been in sales, I think everybody's in sales in one way or another, but sales success comes from being able to do that. And it is remarkable how many folks either can't do that or think that the complexity that they can express to a prospect or client will help them make sales. And it's exactly the opposite. So that's who I am. How did you get started with StoryBrand, though? You know, I um, I read the book. I, I found it was interesting. I thought it was very interesting how the author would then go out and certify coaches in order to help implement this. Uh, tell me a little bit about your journey and how you decided to latch on to this particular framework as opposed to you building your own or, or to the exclusion of others. Well, as we were talking a little bit off air about 12 years ago, I lost my wife. And after I came out of that dark place that we all go to when something like that happens, I decided that I only wanted to do things that were fun, that I would enjoy doing because clearly life was too short. Example number one, unfortunately. And so instead of doing marketing as a side project, I opened a full-time marketing practice. 
And a few years in, someone recommended Don's book to me. And I read it. I thought, wow, this is really cool. This could be important for my clients. And I thought, well, let's, let me try it on myself. And after the third attempt at trying to implement it for myself, I called Don down in Nashville and said, hey, can I come study with you guys? Because clearly there's more to this than just reading the book and trying to implement it. There's some nuance and some technique that you need to work with clients to get there. And that was my introduction to StoryBrand. And I became a StoryBrand certified guide about four years ago now. And it has changed the way that I interact with clients. It changed the way that I, I have clients reimagine their messaging. And it has done so in profound ways that I think are more important now than ever in marketplaces because there is so much noise, so many channels in which people sell or attempt to sell that the, the, the noise level just gets higher and higher. And if you're not crystal clear, you'll you'll lose and that's the the tag word is if you confuse you'll lose so that that's that's kind of how i got to story brand and it's a great community we all support each other um i was just at a meeting with with a lot of other guides and coaches who are a different part of the discipline they're from don's business made simple book and just had a great old time understanding what people do and how they do it one of the things i found that was interesting about story brand is you know, just how important the story is to creating, you know, like the marketing message of what it is that you're doing. Right. And I know this, it, it almost sounds cliche to say it out loud. I mean, now I'm just, you know, I'm just like saying it. I'm like, geez, that sounded weird. Right. But the truth of the matter is story is what sells, right. Story is what, uh, what gets under people's skin and really helps them relate to and value a product. How do you then help people understand that, you know, this is a better way to go as opposed to search engine optimization and paid ads and social selling and things like that? You know, when you get it, when you're getting a new client and you need to explain to them what this concept is, how does that conversation normally go with you? Well, we started a very interesting place that I don't think a lot of other guides start with. And that's, we talk about a fellow named Daniel Kahneman, who was a, a, a psychologist who spent his career proving a thesis. And the thesis is that human beings do not make decisions with our prefrontal cortex. That's the reasoning part of our brain. That human beings, even all these millennia later, make decisions with a little tiny part of our prehensile brain called the amygdala, which is where emotion lies. A story that is crafted with emotion will automatically be rationalized by our prefrontal cortex, but the decision, the impetus for a prospect or a client to move and to work with you is triggered by emotion. And so when we take people down that journey, we ask them to imagine a main character. And the main character has something that they want or need. And that need is expressed in three different levels. The external level, what you tell your friends. The internal level, what you kind of self-talk yourself. And then the philosophical level, which may be the most important of all in getting somebody to move, and that's kind of the broader, geez, it shouldn't be so hard to get this X, Y, Z done. Once you understand those three needs of the client, you can, if they will allow you to be their guide, you can craft a story that is their story, where they're the main character, where emotion triggers their want to accomplish what they are looking for based on what that future looks like. And we talk to them about 
what the future looks like if they work with us. The key point, Jeff, is that unlike a lot of folks who are in sales and in marketing, the story is not about us. The story is about the client. So you always want to be the guide, but in a more current vernacular, you want to be Yoda and not Luke Skywalker. The tendency for folks who market and sell stuff is to want to be the hero and ride in on the white horse. But CEOs and CFOs and CHROs, which is a lot of people's markets, they don't want somebody else on the white horse because they see that as their role. So you have to build a story that uses emotion and brings them into the process. And if you look critically at any novel that you've written that has actually drawn you in immediately or at a movie that you have that you've seen, this is all 2,000-year-old, maybe older story theory. I mean, we were painting stories on caves 30-something thousand years ago in, in Chauvray in France. And we haven't done a whole lot different, except we've out-sophisticated ourselves. So you have a client who has a need, who finds a guide. And the guide gives them a plan, which is a pretty simple plan, three, four steps, and gives them a call to action, or perhaps two calls to action. It's a little esoteric, but maybe there's a, yeah, I want to go on a date, call to action. And maybe there's a, gee, I want to learn more, call to action. So you don't put people off who aren't quite ready to act today. And then the guide paints a picture of how that prospect's world will look with their problem solved by following the guide's plan. And we also, talking about the role of emotion, give them a very simple and straightforward picture of what life will look like if they don't follow that plan. And that helps them trigger the emotion that says, yes, I want to take action. It's interesting that you talked about emotion so much in that it really does take, you know, someone to connect with your brand on an emotional level in order for you to become a fan of that. I look back at my, at the brands that I've championed, you know, in the past. And I think one of the best ones that come to mind for me is WeWork, right? So for me, I used to travel a lot and it, you know, it came down to a point where I recognized the value of being able to fly to another city in Europe, crack open my laptop, be instantly connected and not have to sit there and research all these different coffee shops and research all these different places, like where I can go and how I can be and where I need to stay. I just knew that there was a brand that I could trust and it had a great story around it. And I knew I could strike up conversations with interesting people. And that really stuck with me. Right. And what happens is once that emotion has been, you know, has been established, it really helps solidify, you know, that relationship. What happens though, when you're working with, uh, when you're working with clients that don't have, let's just call it that sexy of a concept, right? I'm thinking of like, uh, you know, certified financial planners or, you know, like, or medical practitioners who are selling a certain procedure. How do you help them also craft not only the story of what it's going to take, you know, to make their, their patients or their clients better, but also for them to become you know, really big fans and be able to adopt that solution that they're selling. Not to get weird, but those are two of the sexiest clients that you could possibly have. When you go back to the role of emotion, and I know a lot of this sounds like neuroscience babble, but it's the way people operate and it's the way people think. Neuroscience is the operational system, just like Windows or Mac OS, that people operate on. The single biggest thing that folks will be motivated by is a fear of loss. It's much greater 
than the desire for gain. So if you're talking about a financial planner, there are loads of ways to, in a nice way, say, if you don't plan, you're going to be eating cat food. A, a very brash statement, but they've got stuff that they, in their world, because you want to financially plan so that you're succeed, so that you're secure, so that the people around you are secure, the people you might leave behind when you die, or an institution that you bequeath some money to, and you need to plan for doing that. So the fear in a client is, geez, I'm going to be penniless. I'm not going to be able to enjoy my retirement the way I might otherwise want to. And that's a great emotional hook. The same thing with doctors. Even if they're doing a, a relatively simple procedure, I had a friend recently who had a hiatal hernia fixed, and their quality of life was so much better afterwards than before that that's what they talked about in the meeting with the surgeon. You know, what if I'm going to have this surgery and it's a fairly lengthy surgery, why should I do it? What's going to be better? Why can't I just live with what I've got? It's not life-threatening. So there's almost always, I've, I've not run across in, in almost 15 years now of doing full-time marketing and certainly four years as a story brand certified guide, focusing on the emotion of the sale. I've not run into any client and I've had clients from insurance agency owners all the way to a fellow in Austria who was a Tony Robbins trainer and trying to hang out his own shingle as a trainer um, to people in the TV industry, people in computer industry, uh, a, a wide swath of clients. And there's always an emotional hook for the client, always. Talk to me a little bit about what kind of success you've been able to generate for a client like that, right? So, you know, choosing the type of client that, you know, maybe would not be such a figurative slam dunk, but you were still able to go in there, think really hard about it, and then be able to make it rain for them. How did that look to you and what kind of results were you able to bring them? Well, I, I think that, there, you know, it depends on the client. So we've had clients where they've actually come to us when they're starting a business. And then, you know, the, there's kind of a blank sheet of paper, if you will, to work from. And in that case, uh, the most recent of them was somebody who was building a business where they were bringing cloud-based services to a market that really has not been targeted by the AWSs and the big folks, the big players in that market. They were bringing it to, to businesses of 50 or fewer, which as most of our listeners will know is most of the United States economy. And so we, we decided as we, were, as we were building out the company that we couldn't just talk about the cloud because, you know, there's a cute cartoon about a little boy who says, daddy, what are clouds made of? And daddy says, mostly Linux servers. It's just not sexy. It's not, it's not really interesting. So what we talked about was the fact that you can you, you can get rid of your IT team, you can stop spending money on servers, and you can use the new global workforce so that you can have folks working any place in the world. You no longer have to hire talent that's within driving distance of your bricks and mortar location. And that that was very attractive to them. And they are now running a very nice, very competitive business. And they started from scratch. Sometimes, and, and the more challenging cases for a guide, my practice included, is when you get a business that's been doing something a certain way and they've been surviving on inertia or name recognition or whatever, but they have this desire to grow because anybody who runs a business wants to grow it. If you don't, then you're running a hobby. At least that's the gospel according to me. And when you start talking about running a business, one of the things that I think a lot of times folks lose over the years is focus. And one of the things that we help them retain and regain is, is focus. You, you're talking about, for example, um, another insurance example. 
is a fellow who had been in all different kinds of markets and finally just decided that he couldn't continue to serve all the markets. And we worked with him to figure out where he really wanted to be, what lit him up, what had the best uh, opportunity for success. And we found for him, the area was business continuation planning. That was a year ago. He's now running a thriving practice and that's all he focuses on. He's let all of his other business go because we were able to help him focus and craft a message that resonated with the people who were running businesses and have that need and haven't filled it. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that example. I really appreciate it. David, where can people find you online and how can they reach out to you directly if they want to learn more? Well, you can find us online at, in the bottom third, thesaltzmangroup.com. Um, if you want to reach out directly and or if you want to download a little white paper that we've built about eight story selling secrets, you can go to the Saltzman Group forward slash download, tick off the name of the podcast and download it. And there's also a create uh, an appointment button right on that page. So again, you or you can reach out to me directly via email uh, if we're getting really rudimentary at David at the Saltzman, T-H-E-S-A-L-T-Z-M-A-N group.com. Always happy to talk with folks. Amazing. David, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a lot of fun, and I really appreciate the value that you brought to this show. Thank you for joining me. Jeff, thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.